Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. The choir done especially good this morning. And uh, probably one of my favorite songs was what they sung this morning. What a great job. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, thankful uh, that we get to come and worship. Amen. And i tell you what, I hope you're ready to worship this morning. And uh, what a blessing it is to be here on this beautiful day and uh, to be uh, here in church uh, worshiping the King, Amen. And uh, I tell you what, we got to uh, preach in Huntsville on uh, last week, and got to be a blessing up there. And uh, but it's always good to be back. And you know, the Lord has blessed us to be able to preach in different places. Uh, a lot of those places that call, I don't get to go because of work and a lot of other things. But it's always good to be back here, uh, Brother Hoots. Of course, he's preaching in Danville, and we have a rich history in Danville. And uh, we helped actually uh, get to start that church in Danville. And um, uh, Tracy was there. I didn't know her then. Uh, but she was there as we started the church in Danville. Uh, Brother Fugue, we had a tent revival. The church wasn't there. Uh, but we met right there on the grounds uh, where Brother Alltop preaches. And uh, it, it's uh, pretty neat how all the churches got started uh, there in Kentucky, Tennessee area. And uh, I remember helped building uh, the second building uh, there in Danville. I, I actually was in the bus ministry and uh, we had our first high attendance of over a hundred on our school bus, and so we were so excited about that. But uh, Lord, it was just always blessing. Now, I tell you what, I'm so thankful, Brother Alltop, uh, been a great man of God there in Danville, Kentucky, and all over. You see different men of God in different places uh, where people can go and worship. And uh, what blessing, Brother Hoots and his dear wife uh, and family came here uh, 28 years ago in New Caney, Texas, to be a blessing in this area as well. This morning, I want to uh, want you to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter number seventeen. Luke chapter number seventeen, and I, I want to preach just a little while this morning. I know it gets a little scary when preachers say a little while, uh, but I, I promise you, it won't be uh, long. But uh, Luke chapter number seventeen was where I want to be at. I want to preach this morning on a grateful heart. A grateful heart. Luke chapter seventeen. And we'll be there in just a few moments, but we all know that the fourth Thursday uh, in November each year, uh, America pauses ever so briefly to say thanks. Our country whips up a feeling of thanksgiving for a day or even maybe a whole weekend to some. And a lot of times we, uh, so many of, uh, people in our world, they schedule it like they would a dentist appointment. Or maybe even a checkup at a doctor. And you know, so many people today on this thing of being grateful or this thing being uh, having Thanksgiving in your heart, you know, it ought to, uh, this world doesn't understand what we're thankful for every single day. But if there is anyone on God's good earth this morning that should be thankful, not just at Thanksgiving time, but on a daily basis, it should be this morning, born-again believers. We ought to be a thankful people. We have so much to be thankful for. And I want to 
preach just a, a, a message this morning. I know Thanksgiving's around the corner. A lot of you are going to be traveling. We're going to travel back to Kentucky to be able to have Thanksgiving with my uh, family and, of course, Tracy's family. And I know many of you will be traveling. You all be getting together. And before it even gets here, we need to settle in our hearts. We need to know why it's here. We need to be thankful each and every day, not just one time a year, but each and every day that how thankful we are to God and God's goodness upon us. George Washington, in his Thanksgiving proclamation, he said, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God. To obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits. And humbly to implore His protection and favor. i tell you what, this uh, year has been a good year. God has blessed us bountifully. And you think about uh, all just, not just in our uh, church, but also in our families. I look across this room and God, He has blessed each and every one of our families here at East River in some form or fashion. And man, praise God that we have a God that not only do we serve, but a God that loves and cares for us. In uh, Psalms chapter 100, verse number 4, the Bible says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. We see here in Luke chapter number 17, we see a familiar scripture here. In verse number 11, the Bible says, And it came to pass as He went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Jesus is going to Jerusalem. And notice what happens in verse number 12. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were, the Bible says, what? They were cleansed. Every one of them. All ten of them. And one of them, I underlined that in my Bible, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan and Jesus answering said where there are not ten cleanse but where are the nine they are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger and he said unto him arise go thy way thy faith noticeth hath made thee whole. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you'll bless now. Pray that you'll bless this message. Lord, help me to get out of the way this morning. Help me not to fear, but Lord, help me to put my trust in you. I pray that you'll help me with my words, help me with my thoughts, help me to be able to deliver this uh, simple message from your simple servant. Lord, this morning, not to a deaf ear, but to uh, an ear that's attentive. 
And Lord, I do want to have a grateful heart. Not just one time of the year. Not just a week. But Lord, every single day, on a daily basis, I want to have a grateful heart and a grateful spirit. And I want to love you back for who you are and what you've done. And help us this morning, by the listening ear, I pray that we, each and every one, will give praise back to you. In Jesus' precious holy name I pray, and amen. You know, men this morning are not thankful by nature. You think about that statement. You know, gratitude is not part of our nature. For instance, anything you have to be taught to do is not part of our nature. And anything you do without uh, being taught is a part of your nature. For instance, you know, it is a duck's nature to swim. If we took a duck and we had it in our hands and uh, we took a duck and we threw it in the water, what would that duck do? It would swim. Because it's in the nature uh, in that duck to be able to go ahead and swim without it being taught. Same was with the alligator or a turtle. And when they uh, have their babies and, uh, man, they start coming up out of the hole and uh, they come up on that shore and they're, uh, what are they doing? They're first, they're heading down to the water. Do they have to be taught how to swim? Does the mother come up and say, hey, you need to do your, uh, uh, your legs this way and your arms this way. You need to keep your turtle shell just right. No, they don't. They don't have to be taught how uh, to be able to swim. But what what about if we threw a cat into the water? Man, that would be fun, number one. But a cat would drown, wouldn't it? What about a baby, an infant? You throw it into the water, it would drown. But an infant and things can be taught how to swim. Do you understand? Things can be taught how to swim. A baby can be taught how to swim. I don't know about a cat, uh, but anyway, uh, we'll get off that. But the same is true. You know, it is not in their nature to swim, but we can be taught those things. This morning, anything you have to be taught to do is not part of your nature. This is all going to go uh, here somewhere in just a few moments. But things that came naturally are a part of our nature. That is why we say that by nature, man is a sinner. He doesn't have to be taught to sin. When your kids go into the kitchen, and they're, uh, you're looking at them, and they, you, you ask your child, uh, a little Billy, ain't no Billy's in here, little Billy, I always use Billy, uh, that name. But Billy, uh, did you eat that cookie? And with his mouth full, with chocolate on his lips, no, ma'am. But, Billy, you sure you didn't eat that cookie? Oh, nope, nope. We have to teach them. That it's, it's already in their nature to be able to lie. You teach your kids when they, uh, uh, something, maybe something's given to them, and they don't say the word thank you, what do we say? What do you say? Mm, mm. Billy? Billy's always getting in trouble. Billy, what do you say to them? Um, thank you. 
We have to teach them to say thank you. We have to teach each and every one of our kids. My mom had to teach me. And man, she done a good job. My mom stands around probably five foot four, five foot three. And she's a little lady. But man, she taught me with a belt. And that was good for me. But she taught me how to say thank you, when to say thank you. And you know, sin, uh, we by nature, a man is a sinner. He doesn't have to be taught to sin. And sin comes naturally. It is the natural thing this morning to be ungrateful. It's the natural thing for people to be ungrateful. But it is unnatural this morning for a born-again believer, a child of God, a Christian, for us to never give thanks. For us to never say thank you to God. For us to never say, hey, that God did this in my life. It's a shame and disgrace. But no one this morning is born with gratitude in their heart. We have to be taught and it must be learned. And where can it be taught and learned? It's from the pulpits of God's churches. But it's from this great book that we hold in our hands, the Bible. God teaches us how to be thankful. I ask you this morning, are you thankful? We see here in Luke chapter number 7, we see ten men, ten lepers. And all ten were uh, leprous. They all had their problems. They all had this leprosy. Was a, uh, it was a dreadful disease, and it still is today. But all ten lepers, they had the same problem. And when Jesus passed by as He was coming by, He noticed them standing afar off. And notice what the Bible says in verse number 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, the Bible says they were cleansed. All ten of them. And one of them, did I read that right? It says, not ten of them, not nine of them, not eight, not seven, not six, not five. Only one. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And the Bible says, and he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. And he was a Samaritan. We're talking about this man, he was a Samaritan, and he was falling at his feet to a Jew, and he was giving thanks for um, having him cleansed. I believe this morning, you can uh, believe whatever you want, That's uh, you can talk to Brother Hoots, but I personally believe this morning, when it says the word cleansed, I believe all ten of them, they were cleansed, and I believe their leprosy, it stopped. I believe that disease stopped. I believe they were healed there on the leprosy uh, furthering. I believe, you know, as far as leprosy, things start falling off. Maybe it was a a missing finger. I don't believe that uh, their finger was, when it was cleansed, that their finger came back. But I believe that it was stopped. It was cured. 
If they was missing an arm, that arm didn't grow back, but it was cleansed, it was done, it was clean, it was, uh, it was already going to heal where it was at. But one of them, the Bible says one of them, just one of them, and I'd like to be one of them this morning. One of them, they turned back, they saw that something was different in their body. Something had stopped. They didn't feel bad anymore. That leprosy, it wasn't controlling them anymore. That disease. And he turned back. And he ran and he fell at Jesus' feet. And he thanked Him. He thanked God uh, for being cleansed. And the Bible says something here in the last verse, in verse number 19. He said this, Jesus said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I believe this morning that only one, only one was cleansed and made whole. I believe if he was, this man was missing a finger. I believe he was made whole. You think, well, could Jesus do something like that? Could he make a finger be made whole? Could he make an arm be made again? You think about when Peter, he got mad and he took a sword and he cut whose ear off? It was Malchus's ear off. He was trying to chop that man's head off there in the garden. And Jesus reached down and he grabbed that ear that was on the ground. And he put it right back on his head. Now if Jesus can do that, he can make somebody whole. If Jesus can turn the water into wine, he can make somebody whole. If Jesus can do all these things, all the miracles in the Word of God, and they are many, Jesus could make somebody whole this morning. We see here that this man... He had a grateful heart, and a grateful heart always turns back to glorify God. Notice in verse number 15, it says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. All ten lepers were healed, but only one returned to praise God for his healing. And ironically, he was a Samaritan, returning to thank the Jew who had healed him. You know, the Samaritan might have waited for official uh, confirmation from the priest saying, yeah, you're cleansed. But if he would have stayed in that condition, he would have never made, been made whole. He could have went to the priest and the priest said, yes, uh, yes, you are cleansed. No more leprosy. But no, he didn't wait for that. But he could have. He could have... Uh, He might have glorified God as he went. He might have rushed back into the bosom of his family first uh, and and stopped there first and said, you all ain't going to believe what uh, happened. Hey, I was walking and I met a man named Jesus and man, this is what happened to me. He could have done that. And then went to try to find Jesus. But all he would have been was cleansed and not made whole. But the Bible is very clear on what this man did. Immediately, immediately when this man was cleansed, he turned back and he praised God and fell down on his knees and thanked the Lord. 
I wonder this morning, when is the last time that you thank the Lord with, a, uh, with your voice? You mumble at the table and say, thank God for the food. Prepare it. Thank you for the chicken. Thank you for those donuts. Thank you for everything. Or do you sometimes get out of your little system, thank God, this morning? Have you ever just went in and, man, with your kids and you say, hey, I want to thank God and gather around. Thank God. And they're all wondering what in the world's going on. We want to thank God today. This is what he did. When's the last time that we cry out with a loud voice? Now, we can uh, cry out loud at a, a baseball game, at go Astros, and we can yell it out, we can scream it out, but do we ever raise our voice for the God of heaven that made and created us, that loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son that died on the cross for you and I that rose again? Can we praise Him for who He is? You know, one of the greatest things probably could ever happen is what if, what if we didn't even get a new church? God, praise God we were going to get one. Could we praise God in the tent? Could we praise God if there wasn't a ceiling up here or we'd be uh, kind of uh, the traffic going by? Don't let anybody hear you. Thank God. Or could we just shout it out. We walked into the mall with Brother Dwayne. And I was driving over there. We went to a Kroger's and we sung at Kroger's. And Miss Abigail, she was going to start playing. And I don't know why I said yes to this, Brother Dwayne, but I did. He wanted me to start everybody out and everybody was going to come. And I was driving. I was like, Jake, are you crazy? I was talking to myself in my truck. Yeah, no, I'm going to do this. Jake, you can tell Dwayne no. You could tell him no. Hey, it's, hey, it's okay. Uh, you don't need to be shouting that out like that. You're going in the mall and you're all going to uh, come from different stores and different departments. Everybody's going to look. And man, did they ever look. And I thought, well, hey, I got out of the truck and I almost stepped right back in the truck and just peeled out and got out of there. And I told my wife, I said, no, they asked me to do it. And man, I, I, I'm not going to be ashamed of my Lord. I'm not going to be ashamed. When she starts that violin, I am going to shout it out the best I can. And then she started playing. And I was walking close. And I saw all the people there. And I was like, oh, no. You can see this. Is it on YouTube or where is it at? In Facebook, you can see this. And. I had, I mean, everybody, they were looking. Everybody had the, uh, the, the, the photo bomb. Everybody just knew what to do. But I had to be the one. And man, it just is everything. And then I finally said, no, I've got to die to self. It's about the Lord, not about anybody in this mall. And I said, number one, they don't know me anyway. <laughs> but it was a blessing. 
You know what happens in soul winning? It's a blessing to get out of your shell and to be able to go knock on the door and people are behind that door. You don't know who they are, but they open the door and you have to tell them, hey, we're from East River Baptist Church. And man, we'd love to invite you to church. Do you go to church uh, anywhere? Do you have a church home? And man, they talk to them, but you got to get out of your shell to be able to do that. I'm always having to die to self every day. But you know what? You have to die to self when it comes to being thankful. Let others know that you're thankful. Let others know that, hey, there is a thankful heart inside of you. There's something about you that's different. Uh, different. No matter what they say, no matter uh, so many times I tell them, hey, I'm thankful that, hey, my child was healed or doing this, and I'm thankful to God. And they always say the same thing. Well, ain't you going to thank the doctor? Aren't you going to thank this? They gave you the money. Thank the... Yeah, I'm thankful for that too. But I'm thankful that God, the God of heaven, done all this, orchestrated all this. So let's turn back to glorify God. Number two, a grateful heart falls down to worship Christ. We see this in verses 16 through 18. Where this Samaritan, this leprous man, this man, he turns aside and he comes and he falls down at Jesus' feet and he uh, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. You know, worship this morning must include thanksgiving or it is uh, incomplete. Without thanksgiving, when you come to God, it's incomplete. We come here this morning, hopefully... Hopefully this morning we came because we got thankful hearts and because of what he has done in our midst of our lives. I think Brother John Davis, where is he at? Raise your hand, John. Appreciate this man. He said he got to go to the prisons with you, Brother Clark. And he told me uh, a couple weeks ago he wanted to go out door knocking with the church. And I said, man, I'm going to go with you. And man, we was going to different doors and he said, I'm just going to be a silent partner. I don't want to say anything. I said, no, that's perfectly fine. And I said, just uh, come with me. And man, I appreciate you even coming out. And uh, I said, but I want to tell you this, whenever you're ready, whatever door you want to uh, talk, I said, just let me know. Well, we went through probably, I don't know, 16 houses, 17, 18. And he finally, he told me, he said, Brother Jacob, I think I'm ready. And I, I brother, I, I said, uh, man, that was a blessing on my heart. And I know you was nervous, and I've, I've always nervous. I'm nervous right now. Nervous as a cat, man. I'm ready to be thrown in the water. Uh, I don't know if I can swim or not. But he went up to that door, and I was just, uh, he, he was uh, looking, and uh, he grabbed that track. He knocked on that door, and it, it was a fancy house. And he knocked on that door. That woman, she swung the door open. And man, I, I, felt, I felt sorry for it at that moment. But I knew he, he wanted to do it. I had to stand back. And he said, just jump in there if you need to jump. And uh, I stayed back there. And man, but he went ahead and he said, I'm Brother Davis and I'm, we're from East River Baptist Church. And I, he, he talked about his church. And he said, I love my church. I love my pastor. Brother Hoots. And I, I was thinking, man, these are actually good words. I need to write this down. 
I'm going to use that to next door, man. But that woman stood there and she let him speak for the very first time. And I was just standing there uh, 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 hearing everything that that man was saying. I was like, man, that's so true. That's so true. That's good. But you know what? His thankful heart of when he got saved, he couldn't hold it in. He said he was going to be silent, but he had to let it out. And I'm thankful And when uh, God has done a work in our hearts, we have to let it out. It's like bottling up something, and we've got to just let it out. Because God has done a work inside of each and every one of us. There was a man. He was ready to sell his house, and he, he was going to try to get maybe 300000 for it, and he was, he was like, man, I'm, I'm tired of my house. And he's, uh, the realtor, uh, he said, I'm going to put it up for sale. And he signed up for a realty. And he, uh, she, she said, well, I need you to jot down the information about your house. And he said, uh, well, my house is a three-bedroom, two-bath house. It's got a brand-new roof on it we just put on last year. Uh, new toilets uh, and the elongated toilets, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not the little standard ones that you've been. Uh, it's got st- standing showers. It's got uh, a new a- AC and air on it. Uh, new heat and air system. Uh, it's been in, put in there maybe two years ago. Uh, fresh concrete was poured. Uh, it's never flooded. Amen. Never flooded. Uh, it, it's got drywall all the way through. Uh, it's got a generator uh, in case electricity goes out. It's got two or three acres. And it's got a fence all the way around it. And he said, uh, now you read it back to me and let me hear it. So she said, okay, uh, that's good. Uh, and she goes over. She says, okay, uh, I'm putting up my house for sale, three, uh, three bedroom, two bath, uh, elongated toilets and uh, uh, new bathrooms installed, uh, a new roof, uh, just a year old. And he's sitting there listening. New air condition units, uh, only two years old. New uh, fresh concrete poured, never flooded. Two or three acres. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't put that house up for sale. She said, what? She said, that's the house I've always been looking for. And I own it. Why would I sell it? I'm telling you, our lives, if we could just think, T-H, not A-N-K, but T-H-I-N-K, if we could just think and jot down how good God has been to us and maybe let somebody else read our lives to us, we would see how blessed we are. I'm telling you what, God, He has been so good to us. You think about this week, if you would like to trade places with somebody, Think about how you got up this week and you had clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. I want you to think about the food that was on your table. I want you to think about all the conveniences of your house, no matter where you live. Now, some things you've got to trade out for. Some people in here, you've got to have acreage, and I'm, one of, I'm like you. I like to have goats one day, chickens. I, I, love, I, I love all that. Some of you live with acreage and have a fence and have a place to walk. Some of you live in a neighborhood. And yes, you might not have uh, acreage, but you have a nice home. That most of the time when you live on a farm, 
you're putting your money into the farm and to the land. You see, you've got to trade out a little bit. But if we could look this morning, so many of us, we've lost loved ones. We have, we've got uh, different problems throughout the church and through our families. Maybe sickness or pain. Maybe finances haven't just been the best. But you're still making it. You're still getting up in the, the next day and doing well. God is still blessing you in so many ways. And I want to tell you something. I, 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 I look in the blessings of God and about all of His many, many benefits. And His benefits are not always money. His benefits are so much more than that. And money has got its place. But His benefits, I, I woke up and drove to work the other day and I, I just thought about it in my truck as I often do. And as I was going to work, I, I just I cried out unto God. I was bawling going down the road thinking about my family and the health of my uh, children and uh, my family's blessings of uh, them knowing the Word of God, that they're memorizing Scripture, that they're homeschooled, that they're trying to serve God with their life. I'm thanking uh, God about my job and how I'm supplying for my family. And man, I don't have to have any help other than what He gives me. Yes, I would like to have the bonuses. Yes, maybe money would be great. But it's like Brother, uh, uh, Brother Clark said, sometimes prosperity and money, sometimes it's not always good for us. Look at the, all the other stuff. You know why I got to eat when I go home today? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I got to help fix it. I got lasagna in the crock pot. My wife is a crock pot gal. And man, we layered it just right. We had the meat, the ricotta cheese, if that's how you say it, Brother Brad. I got the little things and I snapped them and had them in there. Layered it again. And I said, don't stop there. It's like, you layer that thing again. And my wife did it again. I said, fill the cheese on there, honey. And we got the salad and bread. You think, man, this guy, he is so blessed with, I'm telling you, God has provided every little thing from the lasagna to all the things in my life. God is good. I'm going to hurry with these statements and I'm finished. We got to thank the Lord this morning for salvation. I think that should be easy for us. I think that's, I'm not even going to go over that point. If you're not thankful, if you're not here saved, man, don't even wait for the uh, the piano player to come. Come get saved. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? This Thanksgiving and this holiday season can be a blessing if you give your life to Christ. Many of you, you might be here and you're lost and undone. Hey, come and get saved. If you're here and you just, man, you're out wayward, man, come get it right with God. God would love to walk in this life with you. He really would. So salvation. We ought to thank God that salvation's free. Man, it didn't cost us anything, but it cost Him everything. We should be thankful that salvation is forever. I'm forever a child of God, no matter. I'm going to sin. You're going to sin. I'm thankful that He is mine and I'm His. Number two, we ought to thank the Lord for the Scriptures. John chapter number 5 and verse 39. 
We see that the Scriptures, they convict, they, uh, they cut, they correct, they counsel, they clean, they comfort. The Scriptures, the Word of God, this holy book that we hold in our hands, that holds this country uh, together, that built this country, this book that we have in our hands, this is the book. This is where we get thanksgiving from. We ought to be thankful for the Scriptures. We ought to be thankful. We ought to thank the Lord for the sanctuary. We ought to thank Him for this church. This is your church, amen? How many of y'all are members of this church? Raise your hand, I I don't know. This is your church. You get to be part of God's church here at East River in New Canaan. This is your church. You ought to fight for this church. You ought to uh, keep your kids excited about your church. And if it's not your church, then, hey, you just go somewhere else. No big deal about that. Nobody's going to get mad. But the thing about it is, if it is your church, you ought to act like it and love it and care about your pastor and care about his family and care about the things of the church, what we do here and how it goes. We ought to care enough that we will fight for it. Thank the Lord for the Scriptures. Thank the Lord for the sanctuary, the church. I'm thankful, man, January, it gets started. Hopefully the breaking of the ground. And uh, I'd say uh, Brother Hoots will be out there with a gold shovel. Brother Hoots, please get you a gold shovel, man. And we'll take pictures. Man, the first digging's going to be excited. I'd love to be on the, uh, the crane or the thing that just tears the building apart. I'd love to do it. My wife, she, would, she would, wouldn't care for that much, amen. I do demolition at her house too much, amen. I once uh, tried to fix my, my uh, father-in-law's bathroom. And at 10 o'clock at night, I ripped out the whole tub, shower, ripped out the walls, had everything going, but the floors, Joyce, were bad. I didn't see that one coming. But I didn't look at all the details that was going to happen. I thought I was going to just take it out and put it in. I had saw saws and I ripped that tub right in half and I ripped it again to get through the doorways. And man, I felt like the king of the jungle. And my wife says, after the thought of everything, her dad was in there just pins and needles. What is he going to do? He's wrecking the whole house. <laughs> I was just ripping everything. I was just, um, I was a maniac of Gadara. And I started looking and I came in there and I said, well, we got some problems. And I thought, he already, he was ready to have a, a heart attack. He had, he had his heart condition. He had to get medicine. He was ready to have a heart attack that night. And I told him, I said, we got some problems. Jake, what's the problem? I got everything ripped out. We ought to be thankful for that. (laughs) But I said, it looks like a bomb has hit that bathroom. And I know it's at midnight, but the floor is bad. The the joists are rotten. We're going to have to fix all that. And he was thinking, how much is this going to cost? But after day four, (laughs) we got her fixed. Amen. We ought to thank the Lord for the second coming. Do you believe the Lord's going to come back and get you? I want you, uh, last scripture, and I'm done. John chapter number 14. 
Yes, I want to go there. John chapter number 14. I hope you believe this. Something we can be thankful for. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now, the Bible says, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for who? You. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. This morning, we can be thankful. We can be thankful. Not only for a salvation, that salvation's free. It's forever. Our scriptures, our sanctuary. But we also can be thankful for the second coming of Christ. His coming will be powerful. It will be personal. It will be coming with praise. And we ought to get in tune this morning... Let's praise Him now. Praise Him now while we're living. Let's not let a day or a season, another Thanksgiving, another day to go by without praising Him for something. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. Every head bowed, eyes closed. The piano player gets ready. We're about to eat a meal at Each one of you will probably go home. You will go out to eat. You will go somewhere. Will you thank God for before you take a bite of that food? Will you this week, today, will you think about the list as that man was about to sell his house? He had way much more than what he thought. You might be here today and your life just seems like it's a wreck. You think, well, I'm not blessed much. I don't have much to be thankful for. If you will dig deep enough and look hard enough, and you shouldn't have to look too hard, but if you could write it down of all the little, little things, you will see that that list is very long and that list is very great and you will see that you have a great God our Heavenly Father Lord I love you this morning Lord I I'm not ashamed of the gospel I'm not ashamed of my God I'm not ashamed to say thank you because Lord Everything comes from you. Everything. As the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 says. Lord, I pray that you'll lead and guide this service now. In Jesus' name.